You are listening to the Fascia Guide, a podcast about the living body, about new research and a new perspective on health, pain and what it means to be alive. The Fascia Guide is a conversation between Hans Bolin, innovator and fascia expert, Per Johansson, doctor of human ecology and historian of science and ideas, and me, Axel Bolin. It's actually quite interesting because the first idea presentation we had of our venture together, Hans, back in 2010, we actually came up with the slogan, knowledge about the body in a simple way. So knowledge about the body in a simple way has been with us since the beginning. And that is the, that is the purpose of the fascia guide, to give knowledge about the body in a simple way. And I wanted to stop for a moment and talk about what that means, because it sounds quite nice, you know, mm. giving people knowledge about the body in a simple way. But what is it? So first I'd like to to ask you, Hans, why was this so important from the beginning to give people knowledge about the body in a simple way? Uh, I think it was... Um, uh, when you start looking at different kinds of perspectives of looking at the body from an osteopathic uh, view or a chiropractic view or a um, uh, medical view, uh, it always has different kinds of perspectives. Uh, the problem is that usually people don't, or I didn't know how my body actually worked uh, or what was good for me or... or um, uh, how should I op- optimize myself? I, I didn't have any instruction <laughs> uh, book. For if, if you if my my wife usually said to me, "Have you read the the instruction manual when you when you buy something?" And I usually don't do that. But um, but it's 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 quite interesting that you have a living body and you have a an Anthony and an Anthony of life, and you really have no manual how you should do uh, how you should manage it so and um, i think we have been into it before of, of principles and 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 uh, how can you make complex things easy to understand and um, for me f- from the beginning was the the, the things we did to do was and that's really interesting we, we do it all the time now also when we are our, our clinics is when you take a picture in front, in the back, and and a posture from the side, both sides, you can actually show a person how he and she looks from a balanced perspective. And that could actually tell you a lot about the history of the person, because the history of the person will, will, you will see it in in the balance and posture of of the person. And how 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 she how she how she she or he is built, and I think it also was one of the first things I I, taught, I uh, asked Per about was why have we in the Western society so little knowledge about the the body and how it works? If you if you take like uh, so Chinese medicine has another way of looking at Indian medicine and Vedic uh, medicine or Ayurvedic medicine had another way of looking at it. So, and the simplicity—if you—if you do it really as simple as possible, easy as possible to understand—then you also have an interesting for people to actually start learning more about themselves. Um, so, and I think fascia as a perspective that of a wholeness, uh, that everything is interconnected, is an interesting way of exploring why difficulties are in the body and also where it is. So if I had a, a, I have a guy last week and he was, he had been in a car accident with a, with a motorcycle and he has been injured for two, two months, two years. And they have been out at uh, uh, Swedish Karlinska and look at but the nervous system and what's, what's wrong with because he has problem with uh, headaches, uh, pain and, um, Problem going to school because he has went too much to work. He was stressed. So and I ex- explain where the concussion of the the accident happened and how he was how his posture was because he was not in balance and what kind of 
uh, off balance mean to the body, mean to the muscle, to the nervous system, to everything. And then we start to release the tension and release the pressure. And he was in 50 minutes off with all his pain. That was a thing we could explain by using the simple way of just looking at the body as a whole. And I think when you see uh, the, the research of fascia and everything, it's coming. fascia research is coming in, in pieces, but it's a whole. Everything is interconnected. I've been using this phrase a lot when I coach therapists or coach professionals in in um, the health segment or well-being segment, who people who work with people, um, to always include this uh, as a as an important factor of their work. Because what happens if you if your customer, the person you're helping or treating, what happens if they gain knowledge and understanding about their body? Uh, just a simple thing. Um, we we did a uh, in the Swedish podcast that we that we made. I remember when we recorded the 45th episode because it was about the immune system. Mm. And then we have um, uh, Camilla who has read all these uh, research articles. She's the person behind the fascia research database. And uh, we just asked her to, can you explain the immune system? Mm. Like how it works? Uh, and in a way so that we can understand it. Mm. So I took the, the role of the, the person who don't know anything basically and tried to take the information she gave, and then, you know, translate it to, I think we used Lord of the Rings as a metaphor, mm. like how the walls of Minotaurus are, are in different uh, leg- layers and segments, which means that it's harder to penetrate and get to the top because you have all these this, um, inner walls and inner walls and inner walls and how the immune system works in the same way. And by talking about the immune system and how it works in that sense in a simple way, or a way that's easy to understand, that has fundamentally changed the way I look at my own health. Like, I, I, I'm not sick as often as I was before that episode. And I've got a lot of emails from, from listeners as well saying that that really helped me understand why you get sick. Like, what happens when a virus comes, a bacteria comes, or how can you, you strengthen your, your different walls? How do you feel when something is approaching? So mm. just understanding that part of the body in a simple way actually helps me to not be sick as often. Mm. And that's that's really, and I sort of think about why why don't we learn this at school? Why don't everyone learn this? Because it's a really it's really useful actually to not be sick, to know how to prevent myself from being sick. Why don't I we learn that in school? I think the crux of the matter here is has to do with uh, the kind of knowledge or understanding uh, which you're, uh, you come in contact with. What you just described, Axel, uh, is a knowledge that to you obviously resonated with or was congruent with what you congruent with what you also could experience for yourself so there there was a match between the intellectual formulations and uh, what you could observe and feel in your own body and that kind of of resonance or 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 for lack of a better word uh, i think is is crucial to uh, explanations and understandings and intellectual knowledge which actually helps you in 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 real life in, in practice uh, strangely enough most of our culture's theoretical knowledge about the body is not expressed in that manner it is it is it is, it is expressed scientifically and also in popular science much more uh, abstractly and not mm. not uh, as easy to to inter- internalize the, you you don't when you when you read or hear an, a scientific explanation of this uh, this or that the, this is how it works this is this is the molecules that react when you hear that kind of explanation you hear it as uh, as a theory as a and if you're not involved in, in the research in the field yourself, it's it's it's, uh, it's a speculation, really. You 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 can't relate it to it in any other way. You you re- relate to it in the same way as you relate to other 
theoretical uh, utterances, uh, which uh, might be interesting, but doesn't really don't really uh, affect you. Uh, so, so this I think is extremely important when we talk about explaining or understanding the body in a simple or easy way, that you have to have this match between how you express yourself theoretically and uh, what you might be able to actually experience and observe for yourself. And uh, our whole educational system is not designed to do this, unfortunately. Hmm. So it's both a matter of, if you look at like, if you break it down, knowledge about the body in a simple way, there is a we need to understand what knowledge is first, because yes, we, we and talked I think about, it's useful yeah. to 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 distinguish between two basic. There are, there are many kinds of knowledge, but for our purposes here, I think it's useful to distinguish between experiential knowledge, the kind of knowledge which you can actually experience and observe for yourself, uh, uh, experience for yourself, and the kind of knowledge which is. Uh, in words, explained in, in, in words, in, in, in some way, theoretical knowledge. And uh, what I was getting at uh, earlier is that there has to be a harmony between the words you use when you explain something theoretically with w- what you are actually able to experience. Hmm. So, so uh, but what we often do in our culture, Western uh, intellectual culture is to separate separate the two so you can relate to theoretical knowledge in words uh, in in one way which isn't doesn't really tell you anything about your actual personal situation at the moment when your interest is is awakened hmm. i think so the, the basic distinction distinct distinction is between uh, experiential knowledge and and theoretical knowledge or knowledge formulated in words and knowledge which you can actually experience hmm. and the, these have to be congruent with one another in order to you, you, uh, for something to be so to speak easy hmm. i think i think the the um the hard thing about explaining things as easy as possible is that it can be really complex. Uh, Richard Feynman, who was a theoretic physics, he, he is ma- he's famous for his Feynman diagrams. That's in, in how, how the particular uh, molecules are, are, are traveling. And, how, and, and he did just diagrams to show it as drawings of ex- complex uh, mathematic formulas. So I think everything can make can if you want to have the um, if if it's <laughs> you can understand many things in a in a in a in a way if 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 it's made easy. And the living body is not; it's a complex system. But when we can look at it, it from different perspectives as we've been talking about principles uh, then you can start to understand it from another way uh, i was out, out in a stable now and we we looked about how can how can you how can you understand the horse and the horse is it's it's a um, it's, it's a living it's a living it's a living animal and uh, it's Many things that it's it's complicated for the horse and the horse uh, well-being. One can be what kind of you. So you look at animals in different way than you look at humans. You look at the you look at the fur, how it feels, and uh, you look at um, how the the uh, everything's look at the horse and uh, the teeth and everything. Then then you're looking at different kind of of perspectives. But when we saw quite an interesting way of just looking at the bo- uh, the, the, the the horse in. In, in another perspective, if you take a picture from one side and another side, then you see that the horse is not usually not not the same is the same muscles on on, on on different sides of it. 
and you can you can measure the, the if if they have the same 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 pressure on, on, on every feet they don't have that and how what's the, what's the how the so you can have easier way to actually look at the horse from a ho- from a from a big perspective not not like some muscles or ligaments or, or skeleton system it holds the whole living horse and then if you if you start to if you start to 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 make the horse go round in circles or in straight you can see other things so but to see things in a bra- broad perspective as a wholeness the thing I said about um, uh, uh, to make uh, posture diagnosis that we did on one of the, the riders from we did from beginning, Rolf and Bengtsson, who we treated, he had problems with his with his, um, his uh, body p- p- uh, due to his uh, work as a rider. And when we uh, we treated him Monday, Tuesday, Friday in one week, and then he was up in the saddle again, and he has been sick for three months. That was nine, 2014. So. The thing he was interested in was to see, oh, and you can see that you want straight because he could actually see what happened before and after treatment. He could see, oh, oh, that was the problem. Oh, I was too tense and I didn't take care of myself. And he's actually telling that in an interview too. So he he got a perspective on his body and what he was doing, and he actually could see that okay, I'm I'm riding a lot, so actually my body is. It's optimized for for sitting in a saddle, but the human body is not optimized for sitting in a saddle. So he was too too strong in his in his hips, and the body was not straight. So after a while, he, it got uh, it was the problem. When you when you balanced it, so we got it straight, then the the problem was gone in his back and in his his hip. So so I think. Um, if if you put uh, the fascia system into uh, a way of if we, we put the fascia in as we said before in in a way of looking at the human body with all the specialists there are you have the same in a horse you have different kind of experts in a horse you have the one who do the the, the 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 shoes and you have the one who do the the saddles and everything and and treatment and training and everything but to see the horse or the, the human as in a fascia perspective, then you have a wholeness and then you have the ecosystem you have to look at. And I think we can learn a lot about uh, the horse industry because in animals it's so important that they have the right kind of nutrition. So you look at the the, the, the horse and the dog and, from, and, and all the animals from, from a nutrition perspective. And that's not always the, the, the truth about the, that we look at humans. So, uh, to explain the body as easy as possible can make p- more people interesting to to reflect. In 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 relation to what Hans said now, I would like to give an example of uh, a theoretical perspective, which is really resonant with. Uh, how things feel and what you can experience. Uh, uh, I think you, one uh, one of you mentioned uh, the word principles before, and uh, the most ca- adequate kind of sci- sci- also scientific understanding you can have of, of, of anything is to understand what the princi- active principles behind some phenomenon uh, are, uh, and one extremely basic or even the basic uh, principle behind all life is metabolism or, or different kinds of energy conversion. It starts with sun and then the, the plants and then the animals eat the plants and so on. And we all have to eat. Uh, if we don't, uh, we die. And uh, then you have, have different specialists uh, or experts uh, focusing on different aspects of this. You have nutritional aspects, uh, experts, I mean, uh, nutritional as- experts, you have uh, experts in, in how uh, various kinds of metabolism works physiologically and uh, biochemically. And uh, well, I could give a long list of various experts all concerned with metabolism in one way or another. And um, from, from uh, but it all 
ties together. In the, in the last episode, we spoke about uh, the importance of flow. And flow is also is a principle also, which is intimately tied to the principle of metabolism, because metabolism is in reality the same thing as energy flowing uh, through your 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 body all the time and all living things. Uh, so it's a de- the very definition of a living thing is that it metal- metabolizes and uh, that it is in in certain ways distinct from 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 its environment. So. Uh, flow and metabolism mean that uh, at the same time as you are distinct as an entity from the environment, the parts uh, of the environment, you could say, uh, cons- constantly passes through you. And that, that uh, and uh, especially energy and, well, food. So uh, that this means that uh, you are simultaneously a separate entity and hmm. completely intimately connected to to everything around you hmm. so there's no real distinct is there is a distinction and there is no distinction hmm. b- b- depending on the perspective from from the per- perspective of metabolism there isn't very much distinction really but from the perspective of the immune system there's a very clear distinction hmm. uh, but enough said uh, uh, what I what I mean is that if you explain things in terms of uh, energy conversion metabolism, you you can easily uh, exp- uh, see by means of experience how this ties in with you because especially if you connect it with connect it with flow because anything which and flow then is basic to the functioning of metabolism. Mm. If anything inhibits the flow, it doesn't matter what kind of flow it is, whether it's flow in the fascia, flow in the blood, or, mm. or electrical currents or whatever, uh, anything which disturbs or interrupts some kind of flow in your body will immediately affect the whole. And this is very, very uh, clear. Uh, if you have a wholeness perspective of the fascia, we, uh, which we, uh, you and 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 we uh, have spoken about a, a lot, that it's necessary to have a, a, a sig- sufficiently free flow within the fascia. Uh, if not, you you get pains and aches and stiffnesses and whatnot. In other words, if you understand the principle of metabolism, if you understand the principle of flow, you can directly relate various theoretical understandings about metabolism and flow to how you actually feel hmm. as a living human body, a being. Hmm. I'm, I'm coming back to the, the, uh, the purpose of knowledge about the body in a simple way. There's, that it's about understanding something. Uh, for me, it's started when i went to the it didn't start there but that was when it when the spark was ignited was when i went to the the, the fourth uh, F- international fascia research congress in washington back in 2015 uh, that's when i realized that this is real that there is a lot of research and that's that is not something it's not something someone has written or found or you know have a loose theory about something. It's like it's real research and real high quality research is presenting this. But it's also where I understood how how there was a large gap between what they spoke about on stage and what I understood as an audience. Because I was there as a as a layman. I didn't know a lot about the body. I knew some. I've written some articles. I've interviewed some uh, some professionals. I've I have a body. I've uh, studied some some basic anatomy, some basic treatment, but understanding I didn't understand at all what they were saying. All I understood like five or ten percent of the lectures. Uh, then I interviewed a lot of people at the congress, and I asked them to explain to me in a simple way what they were saying. And I also found that some of them had trouble with that. Like some of the researchers had problem to under- explain what they were doing in a way that was simple to understand for someone who didn't have the 
the knowledge, the basic knowledge that they had about how things work. And that's, if you look at communication, that's always an issue to to bridge that gap between different levels of understanding, different levels of, of um, education, different levels of, of perspective and so on. But that's what, since then we've been working a lot with this. And as we talked about in the previous episodes of the guide, how you can understand fascia from a perspective of flow, from a perspective of of load and unload of pressure, what fascia does from a, from a perspective of um, posture and balance or how the flow is inhibited like you said now and you can understand from a principle level and when you what that really is about is changing the perspective so if you look at knowledge it's also to know when to change perspective or when to look at something from a different way and I think what's interesting with, with simple like a simple way that's also a principle to look at something from a simple point of view to try to make it simpler and that mm. that's hard that's something mm. we've been doing for, yeah, an for a long time principle, a necessary intellectual principle yes mm. and it's hard to simplify and I, I remember I was at a, at a course about um, how to explain what you were doing and he said the, uh, the coach that you should do it caveman style you should be able to explain it to a caveman what mm. you're doing that's the level that you as a, as a communicator need to be able to, to talk to. And it's something has happened when we have talked about, uh, talked about the more people we talk about fascia with, the, more, the bigger the audience is, the, the more layman's coming in, uh, the language changes, the metaphor changes. And I was talking with someone now who, who talked about, she um, in her community, a lot of people are in the forest. She, she used forest metaphors uh, to talk about it. And then another person, he's into... Um, um, meat. So we talked a lot about uh, how the ca- a stressed cow is bad meat, mm. and then explaining that as a from a fascia perspective, and then translating it to understanding of, of a person. And uh, so it's it's about finding the different metaphors to understand it. And what what I realize now was when you when you change the perspective, what what knowledge actually is about how it is to understand how you can be as well as possible. It's about finding a way to understand how I can understand my my own body in a way that I can take care of myself. Then that becomes interesting because mm. I think we I think we have a a limit of what we think about the body. I think one one way of looking at the the complexity and simplicity of 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 how the body works is why I had a I have lots of of, of um, treatments of of uh, um, uh, of after birth as a what well, the sister and sections after birth after birth and one one um, and the, the thing is it could be if you if you have a, a, a wound the crop the body will heal but if you have a, a birth the, you actually take a big cut in in a, in a woman and it will change all the equilibrium in your old body so when we did that, when we tried to, we actually she ha- she had to help me to do it because it was so uh, strange to 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 get the the wound to heal or to, to change the mm-hmm. the the, um, the fascia structure. Uh, but it also had another complexity in it. It was like the thing she was actually the, she was actually stuck, and she didn't came up. She didn't, couldn't come out. She was stuck in the wound. And she she don't she don't, she she couldn't have a solution for it, but it, it it was also in her life because she was stuck in a way of being against herself. So the thing was when we when we tried to with a, with a device and the machine and everything to, to 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 release pressure and to get the the fibers to 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 release and to get in flow in in the body in another way because if you have a a wound you have the same flow as if you have a a whole body, uh, and that's that says so maybe so you're stuck because the the wound was uh, that way, so you're stuck in your body and you can't come out. Maybe it's the same in your life, and she start crying because that was the, the that was also so everything is is can be really complex when you see on 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 what we are into when we live, but it could be really easy to understand that fascia is everything. So it's all things you have been uh, around to, 
So it was so it was a it was a thing that happened with her with her child when she got her children, but it also uh, was um, things that was still in her life after twenty years. So so so, so was there uh, a moment of understanding in in her in, within her then that yeah, so, led to her seeing this? Connections. Yeah. So, 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 so when 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 the the wound start the the flow starts uh, coming in the body and and the the fascia the structures that was built for for making another structure when the when the wound was uh, that she was stuck in, really physiologically. But when we start to treat it and it lo- loosen up, loosen up. And she had another way in, in the body, and, and everything started. Oh, I feel flow there. It's it's easier. Everything is easier. Then she also understand that yes, I've been stuck in my way of looking at myself too. So it, it's it's the, it's the same. So it it's not inside or outside. It's it's the same. Mm. Um, so that can be a, a interesting way of easily explaining things that actually are quite complicated. Uh, so. Life is complicated, but if you try to explain it easier, it would be easier to understand it. And and uh, if if you say that if you say like uh, if you say an ec- ecologic system, so w- when we say that the, the interesting way of, of looking at fascia is is the structure and the flow, but. If the flow is the lymph- lymphatic system, the flow is the body system, the flow is in the cell, the flow is everywhere. And and do we have do we talk about the flow in the system, in the in the body? Not so much. But it's 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 everything, it's it's water. It's 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 fluids. So everything in the body is is living and and changing uh constantly. So um so uh, I think to explain it in in as simple as possible is is a way to make change everything. I think a problem with understanding the body in a simple way is that if you look at how we understand things, so if, for example fascia, so the people who um, are authorities in fascia understanding are the people who do the fascia research. Mm. So the, that's the researcher. And the authority is actually in the research papers rather than in the researchers. Mm. So it's mm. the knowledge is outside of something. And then you get a paper saying something about hyaluronic acid or a collagen fiber or or how things are connected or how a hormone affects that or how... And then we kind of need to translate it to, okay, but what does that mean for for me? And that's the whole way we do things. We put like the knowledge outside of us Mm. and not inside of us. But going back to that, the the immune system episode that we did, but what really affected me was that I, I really felt it inside my own body. Mm. Like how... I have these different defenses and how I, for example, can use um, zinc or C-vitamin to to mm. strengthen the, the outer defense. So whenever I'm feeling a little under pressure or that there is a lot of uh, sickness around me or, you know, it's it's this period of the year, the winter period, and, and you know, then I, I, I feel like maybe I should take some more zinc now to, mm. to strengthen that defense because something feels... It, that knowledge is inside me. I re- and, and if you look at what you have learned throughout the years, there are some things that are, that you always remember. Like there, there are some things you have learned from someone that's really, that's really, that's really in there. Like you heard something when you were a child and you, you, al- you always remember that. So something mm-hmm. sticks when it's like in your body. But a research paper is never in my body. And I think that's, it's becomes, because I heard this, um, example of the the difference between being doing and having that if you if you want to have something we think that we must do things but we tend to forget that we need to be that before so if if i'm let's say that i want to uh, i want to be fit 
like I want to be well trained, I want to have a, a good looking body for example um, people go on a diet or they start doing exercises and then that's the thing they do and then they think they will be fit mm-hmm. but how does a fit person live? Does a, do, do a fit person eat a lot of sugar or or, or um, like I need to change the way I am also if mm-hmm. I want to be if I want to be healthy I should f- change the way I view food I should I should look at food as parts of what builds up my body mm-hmm. but but there's something in our way of looking at things that separates us from the knowledge about something and maybe that's why it's hard for us to understand the body well, I, I think that your example uh, about the scientific papers, whether in fascia research or anything else, uh, uh, th- this it's obvious to the, certainly through the researchers themselves. Also, it's obvious that uh, uh, this is not uh, a form of knowledge which can easily be, be internalized as experience in anyone's life. Uh, this does not mean th- this however is not an argument against that kind of knowledge <laughs> it's it's only uh, a statement describing uh, the qual- the kind of knowledge we're talking about here it has a certain quality which ma- makes it difficult to translate it into experience uh, but it's not impossible and the 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 only way I can see by which more specialized research uh, re- scientific results can be translated into something which you can uh, experience in some way is if you anchor it in, uh, in, in a, a, an understanding of principles. Mm. And and this, I think, is a lack not only in the general education of, of anyone, but also in scientific education. Because uh, as uh, scientific research has become, especially since the Second World War, more and more specialized, and it's, be- it's becoming more and more specialized every month, you could say, mm. these days. Uh, there's been an increasing lack of understanding of basic principles uh, among scientists. Uh, for, for example, most people working with uh, physiology and anatomy aren't very well versed in the principles of uh, electricity or electromagnetism, mm. or even in such basic uh, physical subjects as uh, things having to do with pressure, which is so important in regard to fascia. And uh, uh, more generally, most uh, scientists, specialized scientists I have met uh, in my career, which are quite uh, quite many, uh, most of them had no real understanding of the principles which are basic to such very general theoretical subjects as systems ecology or the the study of uh, complex adaptive systems, which are called. Uh, which would have, which and and the principles which you learn within systems ecology or within uh, the theory of complex adaptive systems, Judge mentioned too, more general research fields of research and, and theoretical perspectives. Uh, the, the principles you learn in these fields are extremely useful, exactly when it comes to translating more specialized results into. Uh, explanations which you can understand more intuitively so so there's a i think the the social or societal problem here is that there's an extreme lack of proper education not only of most of us in the general population so to speak but also among scientists so so the the more you you speak about and try to understand things and experience things in terms of basic principles, which uh, uh, haven't we spoken about uh, some of the, those basic principles in in earlier programs? Yeah, we did, and I think it's. Yeah, I think this goes back also to our like our attitude towards experts or authority. Yes, because if if yes. I if if I believe that you as an expert holds the answers, 
then I would listen to what you're telling me. Mm. And when I listen to what you tell me, it will go in and out. Like I will, I will listen to, like I'm studying for a test and I try to memorize the answers and then as soon as test is done, I forget them. So it's when it's, then it's, that is knowledge, then it's not real knowledge in a sense, it's information. So I'm getting the information and, I, and it goes out. And I think as, when you, when you leave the, the um, responsibility or the ownership of knowledge to someone else, like you are the expert, you own the knowledge and I'm just doing what I'm told, then, then it, doesn't, it doesn't go in in the same way. But if I take that knowledge and I own it, like now this is my knowledge and I'm, I don't know as much, but I can learn more. And that curiosity that, that um, gets into, then, then something else happens. It becomes something different because it lives inside me. And then it might be, it might be wrong. It might not be the correct information or the correct knowledge, but then I can relearn or reevaluate or, or f- find something new. But, but if I don't own it in between, if I don't see it as, as a part of me, the knowledge, then it's, it's not useful in the same way. I think one, one thing that I thought about is, um, I think as you said about uh, um, the ecological system or to learn about principles about things, I think one thing uh, it's that we don't do so often is to see what living things are doing, what, what's, what's good and not good, and why, why are things that we do um, in sports or in training, why is it good for us but not good for for living other living bodies? And I started with the first uh, um, study we d- we did it was in in on horses in Copenhagen in 2014 on horses and fascia. And then I met with one of the the professors there, and he said that you can't if you train a horse. Uh, if you train a horse over the the, the natural way of, of of training, it will go. It will be broke because the horse can't uh, track do with lactic acid that we usually train with. So if you train, if the human people train, they train over uh, the things that's good. So and I didn't like know we pushed the liquid acid we, 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 yeah, we, levels. So, so we had liquid acid levels, and that's that's the way we train, and that's not the way you uh, 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 normally or uh, what do we, natural uh, animal train uh, or do. So and and the thing is, <laughs> is the thing is he did he had a way of everything living things have a sound, have a frequency. So when 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 a, a muscle contract and it starts to go in 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 like in acid mode, it sounds different. So it starts to sound. So uh, and you can actually measure measure when when if we, when you push up a, a, a horse too much, and the muscle starts to, to to sound, then you're going to have a broken horse uh, in in long run. So the thing is. Some principles that that we don't maybe don't I I never thought about it but everything is actually frequencies vibrations and flow in the body. So if if you yeah, look there you go again principles yeah so so if if if, if, if so if we see one thing we have as a puzzle in 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 modern medicine or modern modern healthcare or illness is chronic inflammation. And I met, uh, and uh, the thing with chronic inflammation, it's it's hard to measure, because you don't see it. You you, you come. What is it? So if you have like atros, it's uh, it's chronic inflammation. And um, so I met with a guy. He was he was a professor in 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 uh, uh, physics, and uh, I asked, can you can you measure inflammation? Yes, uh, everything is not in equilibrium. It sounds okay. Does it? Yes, it's it's a physical, it's a, it's a principle in known in the fifties or in the forties. As everything is not in in equilibrium, it would make a sound. So inflammation actually makes a sound. Can we measure the sound? Yes. Have we done it? No. So the, 
the the thing is if if you look at principles or or the body as a whole then then you can have, uh, start to understand things in another way uh we di- I, I had a meeting with him but we didn't start that kind of research because it's too it's it's it's, it's um too hard but i think mod- m- m- much of the modern things we have in biosensoring is using um uh, basic facts of how the body is working, so you can actually see now if if, if with, with the phone if the pelvis is off balance, wasn't it like that, Axel? Yeah. So, so we can me- maybe we can measure more about data that's are relating to our body, uh, and also make see that we don't get ill. Uh, the the thing the the, the uh, the Finnish man, man I talked about, yes, actually, he this said in 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 cardiac in in cardiac science, um, you can actually get more data of a pulse uh, as measuring the pulse with a mobile phone or or a pulse ma- ma- that you can buy and train with uh, today, and that would could in for thirty years of specialists. In, in how the heart is is moving uh, is, is 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 what's the condition of the heart and and actually the condition of yourself so i think when you start to see the body as a whole and and to see what kind of things is interesting to to to, to talk about and to see how can we make well-being more of also may, maybe well-being would be a, because in in animals it's it's if we have healthy animals, it's good animals. If you have um, not healthy animals, they are not so good. And maybe it's it, it also it would be interesting for us to see how can we have healthy uh, healthy humans or healthy children, health every and 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 um, fascia will be a, an interesting way of or uh, doing as simple as possible to explain how we can. Uh, look at the body uh, uh, and and make the easier to get well be, uh, to um, uh, make well-being easier for people to be what's what's interesting what's fascinating is that you have this this new research about fascia mm. and the research in itself focuses shifts this focus you need to change paradigm to understand it you need to understand the living body and not the the body as a dead body. You need to to understand the body as a whole and not in parts. We have discussed this in, in a lot of episodes, like how fascia changes the way we understand things. And it's also opening up new possibilities to understand things with, with the, with the um, solutions that comes from fascia in terms of understanding. And then you have all the, the uh, technology that you can use to measure things in a different way. And if you, if you pair these, it's an amazing opportunity for... Um, for knowledge about the body to be available like it's it's today it's information about how to be healthy is not hard to come by but i think there's another key that's important as well because we were looking at um elite footballers Mm. and if you are an elite footballer you have a lot of time actually but because you're not training more than X amount of hours per day, or and you have some tactic sessions, of course, but but you have a lot of time. But then I was talking to a professional football coach, and he said, "Well, there, there's a, there was a difference between male uh, handball elite players and male female handball elite players, or female handball elite players, because when they were at a tournament uh, and there was time off, the male players were playing video games." But the female players were studying for the future career. So mm. they were studying a subject or something. So there's something with that as well. But the, the thing was that even though the body, their bodies are a fundamental tool for their profession, like they're using their bodies in their profession, there was not that much curiosity on how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were just following the coach's advice or the nutritionist's advice or the different experts that the team had around them about how things are working and followed what they were saying, like a soldier following orders. And there is something there, like we, because if you 
if you understand it in a different sense, then you can you can feel if something is if if you give me advice and I understand what you're giving advice about, I can feel if the advice is good or bad mm. because it could not it could be so that that specific advice is good for me and that specific advice is not good for me. So how do I feel that? And I that level of of feeling if something is right or not comes from my own knowledge about my body and i i think if we're interested to if we're interested in helping people get that knowledge um i need i think we need to to ignite that spark and there there was a quote from from the the movie inception where they said that one of the most dangerous things there is uh, is an idea because when an idea takes hold, it spreads like a virus. It's it's unstoppable if one idea forms. And my experience with knowledge about the body is that it became addictive. Like if you start understanding a subject like fascia, you mm. kind of want to understand more. Mm. And then you want to understand more. And then you want to understand more. So it's like, I don't think we need to teach someone everything about the body i just think we need to spark that curiosity so how do we do that can we can we shake them in a sense can we tell them something fascinating can we um show them a possibility or can we can we provide them with some like for example you you presented a uh, an idea about uh, water and the the fourth phase of water and that was like really people were inspired about that and then they started being curious about oh what does that mean for for me and my life or we in one one sense we talked about the dangers of sugar and that was shaking someone into wanting to learn more about the body so it's like how can we how can we get people interested in the body because there are a lot of people especially younger people that are they're just not interested Mm. so how do we get people interested Mm.